Welcome into the Joey Morales Show. I'm your host, Joey Morales. Today we're going to be talking AFC West uh, win totals, going to be going team by team, giving some thoughts on how each team's offseason has been and uh, what their prospects look like going into 2021. So let's go ahead and jump in, starting with the Denver Broncos, who last year they went 5-11. and 11. Um, Not really too much of a not really much to talk about in terms of their season. Um, I think they just are looking for a quarterback. They have quite a bit of pieces, I would say, to surround him um, from an offensive standpoint and a good defense as well. Uh, but they are still clearly in the market for a quarterback. Um, I do not think Drew Locke is the franchise quarterback that they were hoping for. But uh, for the purposes of this episode, let's go ahead and jump into uh, the breakdown. Um, so their 2021 win total is sitting at eight and a half wins, the over at minus 140, the under at plus 110. Um, some notable players that they've lost in the offseason, they lost cornerback A.J. Boye. Um, if you remember, he was a star cornerback, used to play in Jacksonville, moved over to Denver. Uh, now they've lost him. They also lost running back Philip Lindsay. Um, they've got quarterback Teddy Bridgewater from the Panthers, as well as cornerback Ronald Darby. Uh, their top draft pick, cornerback Patrick Sertan, uh, the second from Alabama, first round draft pick. I believe they stole him. Uh, the Cowboys were looking to get him, so they snatched him. Um, positive, some positive stats from 2020. Uh, they were 13th in rushing yards per game, first in the opponent red zone scoring percentage. Uh, some negative stats from 2020, they were 26th in yards per play and dead last 32nd in turnover margin per game. Uh, their 2021 strength of schedule uh, is 27th, again, one being the hardest and 32 being the easiest, so a pretty easy schedule for them. Um, some brief thoughts on 2020. Um, I think they just really struggled to do much of uh, anything particularly great in 2020 drew lock led the league in interceptions despite only playing 13 games that's pretty bad uh they had the worst turnover margin in the league they even ended up starting four different quarterbacks if you remember they even had the worst covid breach uh in the the league and lost all four quarterbacks to protocols end up having to start wide receiver kendall uh, hilton uh, who only completed one pass for two yards and two interceptions uh, I think this mostly prompted uh, ex-GM John Elway to quote-unquote step down uh, from his general manager position into the team president role. Uh, they had some positives from the 2020 season. I think Jerry Judy emerged as a great rookie, had a pretty good season, led the team in receiving yards. Noah Fant was sixth in receiving yards among all tight ends. Uh, so that's pretty good to have a capable receiving tight end. Not many of those in the league, so that's definitely a good weapon to have. The Broncos were also 13th in rushing yards per game, which when you think about it, because they went 5-11, and 11, is pretty impressive. Um, you know, you expect the teams that are winning a lot of games to rack up more rushing yards because they're trying to eat the clock away in the fourth quarter. But the Broncos, despite only being 5-11, uh, and 11, Still had quite a bit of rushing yards. Were 13th in that category among all teams. Uh, so some thoughts going into 2021. I think what will be solid for the Broncos is they will definitely have a good secondary. Uh, so they got Ronald Darby. Um, they obviously drafted Patrick Sertan. And they re-signed Kyle Fuller. So they will have a pretty solid secondary, uh, which is going to be very important, especially going up against the Chiefs. Um, going up against the Chargers, pretty big to have a solid secondary back there. They were also able to re-sign uh, Von Miller 
he kind of had a lost season in 2020 due to injury. Uh, so that'll be good to get Von Miller back on the field healthy um, and re-signed, motivated. Uh, Cortland Sutton uh, returns. He only played one game in 2020 uh, because of injury. So now he gets to start opposite of Jerry Judy, who had a great season. Uh, so now you get those two uh, wide receivers. Not a bad uh, duo uh, for the Broncos there at wide receiver. Uh, and then obviously you get Noah Fant as a top 10 tight end. So I think this this roster has a good amount of uh, pieces. I mean, Melvin Gordon's not the great. Uh, not the greatest at his age and kind of his injury history, but I think he's still pretty serviceable. Um, he, he can certainly catch the ball as well. So this roster has a good amount of pieces, at least to compete in a lot of games. Um, even ESPN's Ben Lindsay grades this roster as 10th best in the league, which is remarkable considering they went five and 11 last year. So I got that. Kind of wonder why uh, you kind of wonder why Aaron Rodgers. There's been rumors that he wants to go to this team. They definitely have the pieces that he would need in order to win a Super Bowl. So the big, the big, and that's kind of the big elephant in the room is the quarterback situation. Uh, Drew Locke's not not it. Uh, John Way kind of uh, whiffed on that. Um, I think after him leading the league in interceptions. Uh, they tried to go out and get a quarterback that on paper seems safe. Uh, so in comes, uh, quote unquote, Mr. Checkdown Teddy, as his nickname is sometime, sometimes referred to. Uh, so Teddy Bridgewater was fifth in the league in passing completion percentage. He had, but despite that, had 15 touchdowns and 13 turnovers last season. Um, not really an ideal ratio, a turnover ratio for a guy who kind of mostly takes the underneath options more often than the down the field ones. I think uh, we probably maybe have seen we probably even saw a little bit more aggressive Teddy Bridgewater when uh, Christian McCaffrey went down. That's less uh, less opportunities to really check it down to him, but still not a good turnover margin. Uh, this could definitely be some trouble for someone like you know Judy and Cortland Sutton, who are really more down the field options. But so that's the kind of the thing is I don't think Teddy Bridgewater Bridgewater is really a good fit for this team. Melvin Gordon's not really meant to be used in the way that Christian McCaffrey was. And uh, if you remember Bridgewater, he succeeded well playing at with the saints um, and using kind of Michael Thomas in a more of a slant roll, short underneath passes, low a dot uh, this trying to do that with Jerry Judy and with Cortland Sutton, I don't think will work out that well. Uh, so not a really good fit to go, in my opinion, to go with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't really think he has the ceiling that this team needs. Uh, I think that if you went with Drew Locke, it's probably you're probably scoring more points, but you're also giving up a lot more turnover. So uh, it's just not not good either way uh, who they elect to roll with. Um, they do have a decent schedule. So the Broncos start uh, the season with the following games. They play away Giants, away Jaguars, and home Jets. Uh, they will be favored in all three of those games. And so I think it's pretty reasonable to assume they start 3-0. and uh, I think the problem just comes down to the games that they play in division. So let's look at the quarterbacks in the division. They obviously have Patrick Mahomes. Um, the Chiefs have Justin, or excuse me, the Chargers have Justin Herbert now. And despite what you think of him, I, th- I think Carr is still a good quarterback for the Raiders. I, I mean, he still has the ceiling. Uh, to be able to put up quite a bit of points. So I, I personally would take him over either one of these um, Broncos quarterbacks. So they're going to have the worst quarterback in every divisional game that they play. I think 
even projecting him to win anything more than two or three games in the division is kind of a stretch. I mean, you can maybe project that they might win, you know, a home game versus the the Raiders and maybe a home game versus the Chargers. And, you know, outside of that, I mean, not much else. It's going to be very tough for them to pick up many divisional wins, which hurts their, you know, tiebreaker chances, hurts many other things. Um, so they're going to have to really capture, uh, capitalize on out-of-division games. There's some more such as, uh, and, and specifically out-of-conference games, such as, you know, home against the Lions. Um, in conference, you have home versus the Bengals. Another home one against the Washington football team. Uh, the Bengals only have a win total of six and a half. The Lions, a win total of only four and a half. So those are definitely some easy wins they should pick up. Uh, the Washington football team, I think, is a pretty solid roster. That'll be a, a, a tough challenge for them. Um, but so kind of looking at their win total, I I don't know if uh, if I can quite get there to see them hitting nine wins. And the you know, they could really find a needle in the haystack, I think, by somehow getting Aaron Rodgers uh, from the Packers. I think if that actually happened, they, the the Broncos would kind of be one of the favorites in the entire AFC, just given the rest of the roster. I mean, their 10th, if, if you know, insiders are grading them the 10th best roster in the entire league without Aaron Rodgers, of course, it would mean a significant upgrade to have him there. Uh, I think, I think given their strength of schedule uh, over kind of makes a little bit more sense. Um, it's hard for me to get there though, because I just do not love the quarterback situation. Uh, the Raiders are projected for only seven wins this year. So I think it's reasonable that the Broncos maybe win both those games. Um, they could probably win those first three games that I mentioned away and again, away giants, away Jaguars, home jets. So I think that you get three wins there. They might be able to sweep the Raiders, so that could be wins four and five. Um, and then I think if you can just win the games like home Lions, home Bengals, that can get you uh, six and seven wins this year. So I think maybe seven wins might be somewhat of a four for them, uh, just given their roster and given the easy matchups they have. Um, so I think they only really need to hit you know two more games outside of that, and you're 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 there with the over, but at minus 140 for that over eight and a half, you are paying a premium. Um, and likely that price is inflated just because of the Aaron Rodgers rumors. I'm sure a lot of, uh, you know, call it sharp professional bettors are betting the over uh, solely based on their, uh, some of the easy matchup games that they have, as well as just the baked in equity. If Aaron Rodgers does end up coming over to the Broncos. So, I think this roster is capable of winning nine games. And if they can even somehow get back to league average and turnover margin, they could definitely have this uh, in hand. Again, they were dead last in turnover margin. A lot of that is fumbles. If you can just assume that Teddy Bridgewater doesn't turn over the ball as much as Drew Locke did, maybe this defense can get uh, this offense, which might be stru- might be struggling with Teddy, but maybe that defense can get him some short fields and hopefully – get them some more wins. So again, gun to my head, I'm picking the over, but I'm probably staying away unless you really start to maybe hear some noise that Aaron Rodgers is maybe not showing up to, you know, preseason games, not showing up to anything. Maybe you just try to, you know, pull a trigger there. All right. Now looking at the Kansas city chiefs uh, in 2020, they obviously went to the super bowl, lost to the bucks. 
uh, but they did go 14 and two in the regular season. Their 2021 win total sits at over under 12 and a half wins. The under is actually currently the favorite at minus 125, the over at minus 105. Uh, so they lost wide receiver Sammy uh, Watkins and quarterback Rashad uh, Breland. Um, they've got guard Joe Thune, guard Kyle Long, and tackle Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, their top draft pick was Nick Bolton. He's a linebacker from Missouri in the second round. Some positive stats from 2020, as if you really need them, uh, considering they went to the Super Bowl. But regardless, they were second in yards per play, fourth in QB sack percentage. So that's a big stat. I'm going to kind of use that later on. Um, negative stats from 2020, they were only 16th in rushing yards per game and 32nd dead last in opponent red zone scoring percentage. Uh, their 2021 strength of schedule is 11th hardest. Uh, so some thoughts on 2020. I, I mean, again, this team mostly has it figured out. Uh, I, you know, for a team that went to back-to-back Super Bowls, it's kind of hard to really nitpick, um, Mahomes threw for 38 touchdowns, and even though the offensive line issues kind of plagued them in the Super Bowl, they were still fourth in QB sack percentage in the regular season. So, you know, try not to read too, too much into that one particular game. It was just a rare instance of a lot of guys being hurt, being injured. Uh, I think they were missing three starters for that game. So try not to read too much into that other than, you know, just was a one-off game. Uh, the one area that I don't think that uh, that you shouldn't overlook was the running game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was mostly ineffective, um, ran for just 4.4 yards per carry, which was 27th in the league. Uh, this kind of forced the Chiefs to try and get more production from other running backs. They even tried to sign Le'Veon Bell, which obviously ended horribly. Um, another small element is that the Chiefs really didn't seem to get a wide receiver call it two established last year because Sammy Watkins was in and out of injury. So even, or a wide receiver three, I mean, they tried to get uh, Michael Hardman, uh, tried to get Demarcus Robinson and neither one of those guys um, really did too well. Both of them, uh, Michael Hardman really struggled with drops um, and Demarcus Robinson didn't really seem like he was uh, doing enough to get enough snaps. Um, so either way, the chiefs went 14 and two, uh, and one of their losses was like a meaningless week 17 game where Chad Henney started. So uh, that's just how good Patrick Mahomes is. You know, you can nitpick at, you know, little things here and there, but at the end of the day, they went 14 and one with Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, hard to, hard to, hard to, uh, uh give them too much uh, grief. So uh, some thoughts on 2021. This team is mostly going to be the same from an offensive standpoint. Uh, you're really just going to see a little bit more veteran presence on the line. Uh, so you have Joe Thune, you have Kyle Long, Orlando Brown Jr. All are going to provide much needed depth at the position. Uh, I think the front office was pretty smart in realizing that um, they just need a little bit more depth in the, on the offensive line. They obviously already have the offensive weapons, but they need that depth so that way it doesn't plague them again. Uh, in the playoffs. And if you really, you know, think about the playoffs, a lot of the teams that end up getting there have a really good pass rush. So that is a important area to have uh, right. So I think outside of that, the primary concerns will be to get Clyde Edwards Hilaire going and to also establish a number two receiver. Uh, So those offensive line additions that I mentioned will probably help CH as well as actually a full preseason to practice. I mean, if you remember, uh, he was a rookie last season. There was no preseason. Um, I don't even think they had that much practice really to begin with. So I think having a full off season, maybe to work out, you know, and get 
more established within the Kansas City offense will help him quite a bit. I think establishing a number two receiver will be a little bit more difficult. Um, so Nico Hardman, I would say probably is the favorite to win the number two receiving job, but he dropped 13.7% of his targets, which is absolutely absurd. It was easily the highest in the league. Um, the Chiefs may have to either just try to rotate him out with, you know, Demarcus Robinson, even Byron Pink Pringle, um, to just try to get the production they need because Sammy Watkins, uh, I think definitely provided someone who is only going to get one-on-one coverage every single play. And because he was good enough to get open, it allowed them to move the ball down the field a lot easier. So they're definitely going to need to figure out something with one of those two guys. Um, but the other maybe dark factor is, you know, Travis Kelsey does get a year older. He's going to be turning 31. So hopefully he retains a, a more speed and athleticism. Uh, but that is just one thing to remember going in uh, to the 2021 season. On the defensive side is where things really look kind of grim. And I think that's why this uh, win total is actually favored towards the under. So this team was 16th in yards per play allowed in 2020. And like I said, dead last in red zone scoring percentage. Uh, so Frank Clark uh, was found with an Uzi in his car. Um, I believe he just got charged. Uh, so that kind of leaves Chris Jones as really the only solid edge rusher who doesn't have any sort of cloud surrounding his season. Um, the Chiefs didn't have a first round pick. So their first pick was linebacker Nick Bolton. Uh, so it's unclear if even he will be able to provide much uh, for the Chiefs in his rookie season. Uh, defensive coordinator Steve Spags was uh, Spagnolo Spags, as he's referred to. He was even asked um, about the rookie Bolton and said, "We're going to try to find ways to get him on the field. It may take a little while." So even uh, defensive coordinator, even their defensive coordinator, has some concerns about how they're going to get their rookie on the field he thinks he i think he even realizes it's probably not going to happen right away um so i would say nothing the chiefs have done in the offseason has improved the defensive side of the ball so that's kind of worrisome again 32nd in opponent red zone scoring percentage if even like a few more turnovers happen you know fluke football things that's not a good stat to have you need your defense to be able to get some field goals and stop teams when they get into the red zone. Uh, so looking at their schedule, schedule does seem a little tough on paper. Um, so they have games such as home versus the Browns, away versus the Ravens, home versus the Bills, and home versus the Packers. The Ravens really just don't seem to be able to compete against competent teams that have uh, quality quarterback play. And I mean, they lost to the Chiefs 34-20 to last year and really didn't put up much of a fight. Um, so I'm not too, too worried about that game in particular. The Packers might not have Aaron Rodgers. Um, and even if they do, I think the Chiefs have more of a probably a sound team than the Packers do. And they do get to play that game at home. So that's nice. Um, the Browns actually might be one of the tougher challenges because they almost lost to the Chiefs, almost lost to the Browns in the divisional round last year. But Andy Reid does have an entire offseason to prepare for that game. That is a week one game. So Andy Reid, lots of time to prepare. He's going to get a lot of points going for the Chiefs offense. Uh, so that does help them for that week one matchup. But the other side of this argument is that if you even expect all those teams to present a quality offense to kind of a subpar defensive team, 
And maybe you combine, like, let's say if Aaron Rodgers does leave the Packers and goes to the Broncos, now you have two games versus Aaron Rodgers because you got to play Denver twice instead of just one. So maybe that is why the under is the favorite. Just a lot of concerns that the defense is going to give up uh, a lot more points this year um, because they haven't gotten any better. And that also uh, that a lot of these teams that they're playing looked pretty solid last year. Um, and if anything, we'll probably get better going into 2021 um, specifically the Broncos and uh, the Browns. Uh, so again, it's interesting to me that the under is the favorite for this team. I mean, even when I writing, even when I was like writing this up, I really had to like search for like some like issues with this team. So that way I can come up with something to talk about. Um, so I don't really think, I mean, even these like things that I'm bringing up, I don't really think they're as bad as they are. I think Mahomes can really just kind of make any one of these receivers a star. Um, so I think it really just comes basically comes down to if you think the Browns, Ravens, Chargers, Eagles, Bills, Titans, or Broncos have legitimate chances to beat the Chiefs, you should probably bet the under. If you don't, because in my opinion, I think the Chiefs are probably going to be favored in pretty much every game they play this year, then I think the under makes some sense. So considering I this this year that teams will be playing 17 games, I think I think over now over under 12 and a half wins is a little too short. Um, and it's kind of nice to get some money down on the league's best player in Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so I like the over there as well. So let's move on to the Las Vegas Raiders. Last year, they went eight and eight. Uh, Their 2021 win total is sitting at seven wins, the over at minus 115, the under at minus 115 as well. Um, They lost safety Jeff Heath and tight end Jason Witten. They received wide receiver John Brown, uh, defensive end Yannick Ngakwe, um, and cornerback Casey Hayward in the offseason. Their top draft pick was tackle Alex Leatherwood uh, from Alabama, a first-round pick. Some positive stats from 2020, they were 8th in yards per play, 6th in 3rd down conversion percentage. Some negative stats, they were 26th in yards per play allowed and 30th in opponent 3rd down conversion percentage. And as far as their uh, strength of schedule, it is 8th hardest. Uh, So some thoughts on 2020. I think they had a difficult schedule last year. 7 of their 16 games were against playoff teams. And of their 8 losses, 4 of those were against those playoff teams. Um... It's offense really had no problem scoring. Uh, the Raiders were 10th in the league in points per game. Derek Carr had this offense 8th in the league in yards per play and 6th in third down conversion percentage. He also even threw for 27 touchdowns to just 9 interceptions. Um, not bad for a, a ratio of three uh, 3.0 even. Um, Josh Jacobs had a good season, rushed for over 1,000 yards. He was 14th in the league in rushing yards per game. And I think none of this is really a surprise. I mean, John Gruden has always kind of been a mastermind on the offensive side of the game, but really the problem comes down to defense. They didn't figure it out the year before. They didn't figure it out last year, and they're probably not going to figure it out this year. Uh, The Raiders really had trouble stopping anyone. Like I said, 26 in yards per play allowed, 30th in opponent, uh, opponent third down conversion percentage. Even if you just expect, um, just an average offensive output or like even an above average offensive output. No team can really win that many games when you're giving up that much on, on the defensive side. It tires all the defensive players out. Uh, It really forces your offense to be hyper-efficient with the ball. Um, So it's really no surprise that their defensive coordinator from last year, Paul Gunther lost his job and that the Raiders missed the playoffs. So 
kind of looking forward to 2021. I think the the Raiders really got a nice weapon on offense for John Gruden to deploy. Uh, John Brown is a speedy receiver. He had a great season with the Bills. Now you get a second-year Henry Ruggs uh, the third, who was obviously elite reci- uh, receiving uh, option for them last year. Um, now you get Darren. Now you also have Darren Waller, who's one of the top two or three receiving tight ends in the league. And so really you have some pretty good weapons for a car to throw to. Um, and now the the offensive line will kind of be a question mark. Uh, rookie Alex Leatherwood is kind of actually slated to start at right tackle. Uh, Richie Incognito is their most, their um, most senior veteran that they actually have on that line. So I think him and uh, their other guard, Denzel Good, are going to have to help. Um, help the rookie who are, I mean, all these guys are basically outside of Richie Incognito and Denzel Good. Every single one on their offensive line is 25 years old or younger. Uh, so they definitely have a lot of green players on the offensive line. Not really the best situation. Uh, and I think that will pro- that could actually spell them some trouble down the road. So Gus Bradley makes his debut as the Raiders new defensive coordinator. Uh, he gets some pretty good adi- uh, additions to revamp this unit. Uh, I think defensive end Yannick Ngakwe is kind of a star. Uh, he played on two teams last year and still had eight sacks. Uh, Casey Hayward is still a very good cornerback. He's going to give them some solid depth. Obviously, he plays different a different position than safety Jeff Heath, but I think just getting him into that roster will help the, help the secondary a decent amount. Um, Jeff Heath actually led the team in interceptions last year. So it'll be good to have Casey Hayward there to hopefully replace somewhat of that void. I think the problem really comes down to the schedule. So if the Broncos land Aaron Rodgers, then now the Raiders will have the worst quarterback in every divisional game that they play. Um, I think the Chargers found a star in Justin Herbert. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. So it could be really nasty for the Raiders if uh, the Broncos do get uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, they get some out of divisional games that are pretty tough, really tough. Uh, they have an away game versus the Steelers, oof, away game versus the Ravens, away game versus the Browns, and away game versus the Colts. Pretty sure every single one of those teams has a win total of nine and a half or more, and all of them are favored towards the over. Uh, so, really, the only saving grace is that they actually get to play the entire NFC East for their division. Uh, but even then, I mean, the Cowboys get Dak back. Um, the Eagles have a new quarterback. Uh, the Giants, maybe you might be able to beat up on. And the Washington football team, I think, has a a pretty solid roster. So the NFC East didn't perform that well last year, but I think you can probably expect that division to bounce back a little bit this year. So kind of even just going game by game in the Raiders schedule, you actually kind of have to assume that they pull off at least a few improbable wins to get to nine, uh, to, to get the over and to get to nine wins and even have a hope of making the playoffs. So I think the win total of seven wins is about right. Uh, I, you know, when I was kind of going through it, I had them. Yeah. It's about six to eight. Um, not really confident either which way. Uh, again, just really got a lot of concerns on the defensive side of things. I don't really expect that to get much better uh, in the first year for Gus Bradley. Um, so again, I think if if you have if you want the over to hit, you have to hope the Raiders sweep the NFC East, 
somehow go two and four in their division. Um, and which I, like I said, could be trouble if they get Aaron Rodgers. And from there, you'd have to have the Raiders win some of these kind of 50, 50 games, such as a home game versus the bears home game versus the Bengals and a home game versus the dolphins. Uh, so still, I think this win total is pretty much about right. Wouldn't risk it uh, for a team that I still think has a lot of holes, but uh, I think uh, Gruden can actually make up for them quite a bit on the offensive side of things. So kind of a stay away from me. All right. Last team, the Los Angeles chargers in 2020, they went seven and nine. Their 2021 win total is sitting at nine wins. The over at minus 140, the under at plus 110. They lost defensive end Melvin Ingram, cornerback uh, Casey Hayward, tight end Hunter Henry, and safety Rashawn Jenkins in the offseason. Uh, they also got center Corey Lindsley and tight end Jared Cook. Uh, their top draft pick was tackle Rashawn Slater uh, from Northwestern, a first-round pick. Some positive stats from the Chargers from 2020 season. They were fifth in opponent passing completion percentage and 10th in third down conversion percentage. Really the worst negative stat I could find was they had nine missed field goals last year, which is the worst in the league. So that's a pretty bad area to be the worst in, uh, especially in the NFL where a lot of games can be very close. Their 2021 strength of schedule sitting at 17th. Again, one being the hardest, 32 being the easiest. Uh, so some thoughts on 2020. I think I think it was exactly what they needed. They really needed to find a franchise quarterback after losing Phillip Rivers. And for many teams that can take years, if not even a decade sometimes for teams such as the Browns. Um, so kind of luckily for them, they were able to strike gold on their you know, first shot uh, with Justin Herbert. He won rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. Uh, on top of that, I think they realized that Anthony Lynn, Anthony Lynn was not a good fit for them at head coach. This team just made, made way too many errors, way too many mistakes. Um, they won seven games, and of their nine losses, two of them were in overtime, and five of them were in one-score games. You need a coach who is good in one-score situation games uh, because that can be the difference for several of them, especially when it comes down to Time management, clock management, that's something he really struggled with. They even had to like really help him uh, in terms of like just getting him to try to make like decisions how he should be. Uh, but too much, uh, too much of a hurdle to overcome. So I think it was right for them to move on from him. They did even lose Austin Eckler to injury for several games, um, but he otherwise looked like a dynamic back and one of the more better backs in the entire league in terms of rushing and receiving. Um, I think also Herbert was able to get a good connection going with Keenan Allen, who led the team in receiving yards on the defensive side of things. I think the chargers kind of had a mixed bag of the season. They were fifth in opponent, uh, pass, com pass com passing completion percentage, ninth in a opponent red zone conversion percentage, uh, but 17th in rushing yards in game 15th in opponent yards per play. So some things they were good at, some things they're kind of middling at. Uh, but again, I think 2020 mostly came down to too many missed field goals, too many late decisions that cost them time. Um, and I think that just cost the Chargers a lot of three-point games. So uh, kind of looking forward to 2021 for them because, you know, the Chargers were dead last in offensive uh, pass block win rate uh, in 2020. So I think in, in addition of – veteran center Corey Lindsley is really going to help out with that PFF actually graded him as the number one center in 2020. Um, so I think that'll help a uh, rookie Rashawn Slater uh, kind of get up to speed and help protect Herbert 
that's kind of their number one priority right now, especially after finding their franchise quarterback. Got to keep him upright. Got to keep him healthy. Don't want, you know, to for him to hurt himself, kind of like, you know, Herbert, or excuse me, uh, Joe Burrow did. Uh, so that's going to be uh, pretty important for them to get that pass block win rate back up, get that at least even league average. Uh, I think the loss of Hunter Henry might seem a little significant uh, to the fantasy football players, um, but I think Jared Cook will step in and should provide some solid down the field production. They even have ex uh, XFL star Donald Parham Jr. who played well in limited snaps last season when Hunter Henry was uh, out. I think the Chargers just really need to keep their guys healthy. You got to keep Austin Eckler healthy and he'll do his thing. Same thing with Keenan Allen. So if you expect that this offensive line will play a little bit better than they did in 2020, and frankly, if they can just get even a league average kicker, this team should put up quite a bit of points. Uh, On the defensive side of things, there is some rather big question marks. Uh, They lost three starters in the secondary uh, with Melvin Ingram, Casey Hayward, and uh, Janoris Jenkins. Excuse me, Rayshon Jenkins. So I... That's not really good, especially because they were fifth in opponent pass completion percentage. So, you know, to go from something that you were very good at and then losing all the stars could be quite a bit of a a turn for them defensively. I think also factoring in losing Melvin Ingram, who was kind of a key edge rusher. Now you have a defensive unit that could actually really struggle. So I think uh, rookie Asante Samuel Jr. actually might end up starting sooner uh, rather than later. Um, so the Cardinals new coach, uh, Brandon Staley will have to kind of hit the ground running to get this defense up to par, uh, with the defense he had at the Rams. He does get Chris Harris jr. And a healthy Duran James to work with. So those are some solid cornerbacks that he can use, uh, for his defense. Um, looking at the schedule, it seems a little tougher actually than what their rank ranking says, um, which is based off 2020 win, uh, percentages. So they have some out-of-division games such as home Browns, away Ravens, home Vikings, home Steelers that are pretty tough. They do get a break. Uh, They get to play the NFC East teams. Um, And then they also have games such as away Bengals, away Texans, and home Patriots. All should be – they should all be favored in those games. So I I really think the Chargers could have easily won 10 games last year with just median-level kicking and mm, smart coaching. Um, which is not many other teams can really say that most teams are pretty bad and they are kind of what the record says, but the chargers are one instance where their record doesn't really quite reflect uh, the progress that they made. And I think they just lost too many one score games. So I think if Brandon Staley can just keep the defense from sliding back too much, that this team is more than capable of winning 10 games and making it to the playoffs. uh, I'm somewhat surprised the line isn't, um, nine and a half, which I think would make this like a much difficult, much more tougher decision. Um, but at nine, you get some push equity if they only get to nine wins. So at minus 140, this really only has to hit 58.3% of the time for you to break even. Um, I think with this roster, a new head coach, a great quarterback, now in the second year with, the again, a full offseason. You didn't even have a full offseason last year to practice um, or any preseason games. So I think... Given all that, I think that this team should get to 10 wins about 60% of the time. They only have to do it 58.3 for you to break even. So I like the over here. This is one of my favorite bets of the division. The Chargers over their win total of nine wins sitting at minus 140. 
All right. I think that's enough talking for today. Um, so if you like this episode, please give us a five-star review. That goes a long way. And uh, until next time, I'll see you later.